strands of hair were long, auburn in the lantern light, and could only be human. The thought occurred to him that without the telephone to waken him at his home in Keppel Street on the other side of the river, he would have been having breakfast in his own warm kitchen now, unaware of any of this potential tragedy and all the grief and complications that could arise from it. He grunted agreement, but before he could add anything more, he heard rapid footsteps along the pavement. The next moment, Stoker appeared at the top of the areaway. He was the one man in Special Branch that Pitt had learned to trust. After the betrayals that had led to Victor Narraway's dismissal, he trusted no one who had not earned it. Narraway had been innocent of any wrongdoing, and after desperate effort and cost, had been proved so. But the events in Ireland had still been the end of his career at Special Branch. "'Morning, sir.' Stoker said, with only the slightest curiosity in his voice. He glanced down at the lantern and the patch of stone steps illuminated by it, then at Pitt. He was a lean man, with a strong, intelligent face, although it was a bit too bony to be good-looking, and too dour for charm. There was some sort of scuffle here, and a maid of the house appears to be missing, Pitt explained. He looked up at the sky, then back at Stoker. Make a note of exactly what you see. Draw it. Then pick up a few samples in case we need them in evidence one day. Better hurry. If the rain comes, it'll wash that whole lot away. I'm going in to speak to the household. Yes, sir. Why us, sir? A quarrel, a missing maid? What's wrong with the locals doing it? He gave the sergeant a nod, but the question was directed at Pitt. Householder is Dudley Kiniston. Naval defence, Pitt replied. Stoker swore under his breath. Pitt smiled, glad not to have caught his exact words, although he probably agreed with them. He turned and knocked on the scullery door, then opened it, walking past the stored bins of vegetables and into the kitchen. Immediately the warmth wrapped around him, along with the rich aromas of food cooking. It was comfortable, everything in order. Polished copper pans hung from hooks, their sheen winking in the light. Clean china was stacked on the dresser. Shelves were piled neatly with labelled spice jars. Strings of onions and dried herbs hung from the rafters. Good morning, he said clearly. And three women turned from their tasks to look at him. Morning, sir, they replied, almost in unison. The cook was a comfortably rounded woman, at the moment holding a large wooden spoon in her hand. A maid in a starched and lace-trimmed apron was setting out tea and toast, ready to carry upstairs. And another maid was peeling potatoes. She had dark, unruly hair and wide eyes. As soon as he saw her, Pitt knew that she was the one who had gone outside and found the blood and glass. The sleeves of her grey dress were rolled well above her elbows, and her white apron was covered in smuts from relighting the stove. The cook regarded Pitt apprehensively, unsure where to place him in the social scale. He wasn't a gentleman, because he had come in through the back door, and he didn't have the natural arrogance of a man used to the attention of servants. On the other hand, he seemed very sure of himself in a different kind of way, and she could tell at a glance that his overcoat was of excellent quality. In the circumstances, he was probably a policeman of some sort, but he didn't look like an ordinary sergeant. Pitt gave her a brief smile. 
May I speak to your scullery maid, please? I would appreciate it if you could give me a quiet room where we will be without interruption. If you wish the housekeeper to be with her while we speak, that will be acceptable. He phrased it as a request, but it was an order, and he held her eyes long enough to be certain that she knew that. Yes, sir, she said, her voice catching as though her mouth were dry. Dora here can go with her. She gestured at the startled parlour-maid. I'll take that tray up to Mrs. Kiniston. Maisie, you go with the policeman and tell him what he needs to know. And you be civil, mind. Yes, cook, Maisie said obediently, and led Pitt as far as the door. Then she turned to him, looking him up and down with bright, critical eyes. You look like you're froze to the bone. You want a cup of tea? Sir? Pitt smiled in spite of himself. Thank you.